Hello, welcome to Combustibles. Today we have Mike Chester. We'll refer to him as Chester. Chester started his career in 2014. A little bit of a different perspective too, because we're going to have, he has some part-time experience and volunteer experience. And I think that's going to be some enlightening stuff coming out of that. And he's also a army veteran and we thank him for his service. Uh, Chester, welcome to the podcast. Thanks guys. So go ahead, Shane. No, I was just saying, Hey Mike. How are you, Chief? Uh, I'm doing good, man. <laughs> so, Chester, what, what was the uh, the comment that you left? The comment from from me, we came up, and I say we. There's there's a slew of young guys in in my department, and I say young. I'm 33, and I'm actually was the oldest person at my house for a long time, so it's kind of strange. Wow. But um, <laughs> we came up with that. You've got guys who know the stuff, but they don't want to get out there. Uh, if you want to go out and train, you get called YouTube fireman and it really just beats people down. And I've always been like, well, to hell with it. If you don't want to train, we'll go through ladders ourselves. And that's what we've always done. And, you know, we go to the trade shows, we go to the conferences because we want that. We want to learn to trade. We want to do it well. And, a lot of times you get looked down on for that, especially where I have came from. So my question was, when you're trying to motivate your people, what do you, and I'm talking a jam up fireman, really competent EMT, but they're so disheartened by the lack of leadership and motivation in the department that it has affected even the passion for the job. It's like, we'll go train on our own. I don't even feel like it. Like it, you get to a point where, they're just, they feel so dogged down and they come to you and they air their frustrations. And for me, as the guy who wants to motivate and wants to say, no, to hell with what they think, we'll do it ourselves. You know, what can I say or do to alleviate some of that? Because I'm completely lost on this at this point, because it's gotten to a point where it breaks my heart to see someone that I've worked with, trained with, lived with and care about just to the point where they're like, you know what, maybe I'll just go buy a bread route and start doing that and to hell with this whole fireman thing. It just, you know, it's very disheartening to see good people turned away by complacency, mediocrity, and politics. Yeah. Chester, I'll tell you, and this is Pabell, just to start off, because you said a couple of things that just piqued my interest and I have opinion about. Um, number one, I know your perspective is going to be a little bit different. Uh, because of the services you provided for this country and being in the army and having some of that insight. And we know that this happens in the fire service. And I'll tell you, motivation is a difficult thing because motivation is, is something that has to continually be done and it's difficult. So sometimes the motivation is hit with the reality of we have a calling to do this service to the public. And the fact of the matter is whether you're motivated or not, you just need to get your ass up and do it. And that's the motivation itself. I have sometimes a little bit of a hard time with that whole motivation factor that we have to motivate people to do stuff. Because what happens when nobody's watching, when you don't have a crowd sitting out there, when you're not motivated to do it, you still got to do it. So, uh, you know, there's definitely a time to motivate and pick people up. And when they're sitting there, we've done this in a couple of classes that that uh, we put the theory to the test where you'll have somebody, you will wear them out. You'll wear an entire group out physically and mentally 
to the point where you can just see the exhaustion in your in their face and then all of a sudden they get in front of the public and they're re-energized again they're getting that motivation mm-hmm. from the public and it's a very scary thing because we need to be training ourselves when you're not motivated you are still expected to perform and the fact of the matter is that regardless if you feel like doing it today or not this is what we do and uh, you know i'm with you how do you get them up and in my opinion and, and i know there's a lot of variables in there with the rank structures and everything else is i shouldn't have to motivate you to do work we're just going to do work because that's um, what we're here to do no but i think you know chester you you were you know and i'm i'm looking specifically at your question you know you you asked what do you tell that person right and i, I think you, they come to you and they say listen I don't even feel like doing this anymore. Right. I hate it because this has been my life and I love this trade so much, but I just can't even, it gives me anxiety even to think about it. And I, I'm lost. Right. But I can say specifically the person that I'm referring to fire call goes out. doesn't matter if it's noon, two o'clock in the morning, it's a foot race to get to the door. Like, they sure. want to be yeah. there. They want to do the job. Sure. But it's, I think it's more of the, the, the political landscape is just wearing these people out. Oh yeah. So I, I, I think I would approach that person. Number one, finding out why they, why they are doing the job. You know, what is their motivation? Because every, every one of us has got some, uh, motivation that's kind of hidden from everyone else, but what is their motivation? And then try and speak to that, that, you know, how is this job fulfilling that? And maybe it's not. Maybe it's reached that point where it's just not. But um, you know, once you figure out where they, where they're coming from, and how you or the organization can impact that, or how you know, if if they were, if they started out wanting to make a difference, and now they feel like they've been marginalized and they're not able to, you know, they're not being listened to. Um, that's stuff that you can uh, address, you know, uh, at your level. Uh, you might not be able to affect it in the organization if you've got, uh, you know, higher ups that maybe aren't uh, doing it. But at least in in your sphere of influence, you can take care of that. But I think it starts with figuring out why why are they coming to work every day? And like you said, they're motivated to to go to the calls. So what is it that's driving them? No, I was actually just trying not to drown in my own saliva. <laughs> That's oh, so gross. I don't know why you said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long night, guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I hear these kind of things often. You know, about people being super motivated, or you know, they want to do the job, but they they let they get caught up in the craziness that happens at the higher levels and stuff like that. You know, but in the firehouse, for the most part. That is a, an existence all on its own. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to listen and get caught up in the negativity. In most fire departments, I'd say at this table, you know, and our listeners, if you want to find negativity, trust me, your, your department probably has a plenty. But there is camaraderie. There is great things. There are is great leadership and a lot of stuff. And I'm not talking about the leaders as far as the officers. I'm talking about like the guys in the station, the guy that taught you how to pump, the guy that taught you how to drive. That's all leadership. And for that guy, for a lot of times that motivation just, just needs to be role models around him. Another guy who's staying plugged in and staying uh, really super motivated, that kind of lets him know, you know what, you know, it's okay to be that guy. It's okay to look at YouTube. I wouldn't let anybody rob my passion to do what I want to do. Right. You know, I, I, I would never let 
this somebody turned around like, you know what? They turned me off from that career. I love that career. Then they won. This is a full-on fight for 27, 30 years. I, I'm not going to let them take it from me. I like what I do. I enjoy it. I, I don't care what their rules are and what they're going to do. And a guy who kind of wrote a good book about this I thought was pretty uh, inspiring is a guy named David Goggins, uh, Can't Hurt Me. And he kind of goes through the whole thing that really the limitations are all in your mind. You are setting the limitations of what you can do yourself. It's not the place that you work. It's not how, you know, uh, who your parents were or anything like that. It's all what you do to yourself. And once guys kind of realize that, they open up the doors that they can accomplish so much more than they think they can. And they can endure so much more than they think they can. We're all going to have bad times. We're all going to go through rough patches in our careers and stuff like that. But it's just persevere and get out of it what you want. Don't start looking at all the other things. Well, this, you know, station over here got to do something or, you know, the, uh, Chief's nephew got promoted to the boss. Don't worry about that. Just worry about what you're doing for yourself and get what you need out of it. That's kind of what I'd have a conversation with him. No, I agree, Mike. Uh, I think that's kind of where I was going with us too. And I was looking at the question again, you know, what do you tell a good? And you said, I mean good. So this is clearly someone who is at one point uh, extremely passionate and competent, but they've allowed some outside influences to affect their passion for the job. And I would completely agree with what Mike was saying is they need to really, really focus on um, really that inner influence, that group that they influence or who directly influence them and not the people they think influence them. You know, I'm not sure where that individual lands in your organization, but um, I think, you know, I'm assuming it's probably at the station level. It sounds like yep, it's, it's so, just same, same, same as me. We're, we're all just, firemen yeah, and so, EMTs and, and just try, we try to keep each other motivated and, and keep moving. I think then what you but, have uh, to do is truly focus on the areas that, that you can, that you can have impact on, whether it's individually or personally or whatever. And, um, the book that Mike is referring to that Hatch was referring to, you can't hurt me as it, that's an excellent point. You letting outside influences affect you that absolutely do not have to affect you. You've allowed them to affect you. They don't even matter. Right. They, they don't matter. But for some reason, you got your eye off, you know, you got off focus or you got off, off center to whatever, and you just need to focus on the parts that you truly can control, and that's yourself, period. Right. I, I agree. I mean, even to that point, because, hell, I was there. You know, change starts happening. You know, two things, firemen hate change in the way things are. Change is scary. Don't like being uncomfortable. We like what we know. And for me, it was, I literally just woke up one day and was like, you know what? I don't care what my assignment is. I still love this job. I still love going in 30 minutes early every shift. I still love being the guy that no matter what it is, I want to be the first one there to do it. And screw what they think. I'm doing this for me. This is what I get out of it. So that's kind of how I've tried to portray that too. But in, until that's something that they're willing to uh, kind of come to terms with, I mean, I've even gone as far to say, you know, why don't you look at applying other places? If that's what it takes to get you back to feeling like you used to when we'd come here in the morning, then, you know, I'd hate right. to lose you, but right. there's don't no give perfect up on fire this. department. No, there, but there's not. I mean, every, every department has its issues and it, they're, everybody's going to spend time in a house where you're the only person there who wants to do anything besides sleep. That That's going to be part of it. A long time but, ago, uh, Chester, somebody told me that 
the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's where you water it and nurture it. Uh, that does. It's not, you know, that can be taken many different directions. But really, you know, we take the time to take care of where we are. Hatch is cracking up. I mean, I cannot. I can't win. <laughs> I thought it was uh, let's take that one way. I don't. I don't you got what I'm saying, yeah. Shane? I so, know what you're saying. I just take it one way. I don't think there's many ways to take it. There's one way to take it. Well, I mean, everybody has their opinion on it. But basically, you could sit there and 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 you can uh, take care where you're at and see it grow. And one thing, as far as an actual tactic itself, something tangible. Hey, what can we do? This individual's having a struggle. One of the things that I have found in the fire service that brings us together and almost reignites our passion is when someone new enters the fire service. You know, those recruit classes that take place where you got new recruits coming in and and stuff like that and getting involved and letting them remind you that we are in the best profession in the world uh, has been something that we have actually strategically in the past said, hey, let's go to the recruit class and help out with a search or, or whatever portion of that recruit class because it reminds us, you know, that first day that we were accepted into the fire service and joined that family and and all this new stuff, it kind of reignites the fire. So uh, I don't know if that, if you have the capability to do that or not, but if you could engage in some way with that person and say, you know, let's go down to the, uh, they're having a new recruit class. Let's teach a portion. Let's help with a portion. Let's go see them. Sometimes that's a, a good reminder to reignite that passion and go, okay, this is why we got into it. Chester, you, you said in the question that uh, this person is jaded with departmental politics. Yes. Were, you, were you speaking about like literal politics or just the interpersonal relationships that, that you have in the department or both? It's both. It's definitely both. We're a very small rural department. Right. I think right now we're running 14 people a shift for an entire county. Okay. Um, we run some one man engines. So it all, it's always funny to me when you hear people complain cause they can't get three people on an engine. And I'm just like, <laughs> right. I right. just like having somebody to, to read the map book to me, you know, we were literally just talking about that. <laughs> but for the, for what it's worth, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It, the Royal Fire Service is, is right. very different. It forces, in my opinion, and uh, Freeman is a guy that Shane worked with at, at Woodstock at one point. And uh, when I first started here, I was kind of blown away by how that was. And he told me, it forces you to make better decisions. And as time's gone on, like, it, it really does. Because a lot of times, that, that officer's not going to be there for, for 10 minutes. Right. So you've got to make a decision. So it, it forces you to step out of your comfort zone. And, you know, sometimes people can't handle that, but I, I love it. And, you know, the, the, the people that we have now, especially like you said with the recruit classes, you know, the new rookies that we've got super motivated um, to where like we, we carried them down to the, to the fire conference. And, you right. know, we're paying our own money to make sure they get to go through classes and learn this forcible entry and just have the camaraderie with people from all over the state. That's why I try to encourage everyone to go to the training center. Right. It's like it's it's not you and the three guys that have been riding the ambulance for a year. It's you and it might be a guy from Coweta or DeKalb or you know who knows. And you're all there for the same reason. It's 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 comforting. So that's kind of what I've been trying to do with this individual as well. It's like sign up for some classes. Go spend some time in South Georgia for a couple of weeks. Trust me, I was like I love it every time I get to go down there. Well, and you're you're absolutely right. Getting out and and interacting with people outside your department is ridiculously healthy. But uh, I wanted to go back just for a second to that political reality. You know, when you're talking about uh, 
true politics and, you know, whether it's a, uh, you know, a county commission or, or whatever it is that's, uh, that might be causing the friction, you know, I, I do think we all have to remember, you know, you chose to do this and it's a government job, you know, love it or leave it, but it, it comes with certain things about it and politics is just part of it. And firefighters like to try and insulate themselves from politics shouldn't be part of our job and that, uh, you know, that shouldn't enter into whether or not we're doing our job well and things like that. And they're true to a certain extent, except that the leadership of the department can't escape the politics of it. The higher you go, the more that is a, a, a true, um, it's just something that you have to deal with. It's not something that you can put away. You can't put yourself above it. You have to learn how to work within those, uh, those areas. So I, you know, I used to tell, uh, new firefighters, you know, don't kid yourself. You took a government job. You chose to be here and it, it is the way it is. We can always change it and make it better. We can always constantly work to do that, but, um, we are in that situation. So there is a, a reality of, what we put ourselves into. Yeah, I saw a quote that talked about uh, be careful to not bite off more than you can chew, and it basically said that they'd rather choke on greatness than nibble on mediocrity. You know, and that, it's the same kind of thing. Is it, it's okay to reach for things that are you know grandiose and, and try to do really really great things, even if you fail at it. You know, failing is failing is where we learn. If we're yep. successful at it, you know, we just keep on doing the same things over and over again. So, you know. It, I get there's going to be setbacks in the station and there's going to be things that, the, that people don't like, but again, you know, there's no perfect fire department. They're always going to have, you're always going to have those struggles, man. You just got to keep on looking at, you know, these are your brothers and sisters that you're working with and you probably like hanging out with them more than you like anything else. And, you know, God forbid we all had to get real jobs and go to work, you know, driving through traffic every day. I mean, we, we really <laughs> do have a, you know, a grandiose thing. Well, some of you guys work 40 hours. I'm the only one still on shift. So you guys are kind of screwed a little bit. Every day. Yeah, I'm the only one still on shift, so I, I actually get to enjoy it. But, uh, you know, it, it's the greatest job in the world, man. I, I love what I do. Yeah, I do too. And I'll say Me I don't too. think his passion is gone when you get into an individual like that. I think you are so passionate that you actually – the whole giving in, uh, you know, the politics. I'm just sick and tired of this. If you didn't have a passion and love for what you were doing, then you wouldn't express that emotion. You wouldn't care. It wouldn't right. bother you. The fact that it's bothering you uh, and yeah. bothering that individual that much, it tells me, oh, there's plenty yeah, of passion there. there. It's just oh, going exactly. in the wrong it, place, you know? That's That's why I care enough to say, you know, what can I do? Because... Right. I, on top of caring about the person, same thing at any point in time, when, you know, we all entered into this job by filling out an application and sitting in an interview, you can walk out that door anytime. Yeah. So if you, if you didn't care, if you didn't still have that passion, if you didn't truly want to be here, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. So the, the way I see the passion thing is that that passion is still there, but whatever it is that's affecting this individual is almost like a, um, it's almost like the, you know, if the passion were a racehorse, you've loaded the racehorse down with some, some extra weight that's going to slow them down. It's the passion's still there. So maybe, uh, maybe your, your job, since you're trying to help this person out is, you know, what can I do to take some of that weight off of you? The passion's still there. I want to help you, you know, be better, uh, feel better about what you're doing. What is it that's, you know, 
What is it that's choking you down that I can I can do something about to help you? Yes. Oh. I agree with that, Bill. You had something, Chester? No, man. It's it's really great idea. It's good perspective. It's it's kind of like hitting the reset button and like, okay, so here's some things I can try. You know, a well, lot of it's going to involve putting gear on and breaking stuff because well, that's what we like to do. It, that always works. <laughs> and we can only, you know, it's it's important to remember we can only change what we can actually change you know when we start to think why can't i get this done but it's nowhere near something that you can actually accomplish you know if you're hatch is kind of smirking at me i don't know you're very expressive yeah. but no i mean but you have to remain realistic about what you can accomplish um and if you if you set your your goals way far and i'm not talking about the 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 stuff that's healthy where we set goals that are that are just beyond what we think we can accomplish. I'm talking about really unrealistic. Why, you know, when you look at something and you say, why isn't the sky red instead of blue? I can't stand that it's not red. Well, there's nothing you can do about that. You're, you're really just not, you're, you're setting a, a, you've set yourself up for failure. So if you're defining that, if you're approaching it that way and you're looking at the department from, Instead of what can I change and what can I affect, you know, if that person is seeing all of those things that they can't change in their present position, I, I, it's going to beat you down. Yeah, and it, it, back to the first point I made, and hopefully it, it didn't, it wasn't taken in the wrong direction or in the wrong light when I'm saying that, you know, the the passion shouldn't dictate the action is what I say, what I would say to an individual that's in a position like that is, you know, the, the person that has a job to go out and dig holes every day is not exactly waking up going, I can't wait to dig holes. Right. I can't wait to get out there and start digging holes. That motivation, that motivation is not there. The performance still needs to be present. So th I understand that sometimes we get all of us, and it doesn't matter if you're rural, in an urban department, a suburban department, all of us have the politics, the headaches and the bull crap that comes along with government work. But when the motivation is not there, straight talk, honest talk, direct talk is if I'm looking at one, and especially obviously somebody that you care about, and it's awesome that you do this and are actually cares enough to somebody to look out for them and say, man, how can I get perspective from somewhere else maybe and how I can help is, hey, I understand that motivation is down. When motivation is down, that is not an excuse for performance to go down along with it, especially in what we do. And sometimes for some people, the right people, that may be motivation in itself to go, even when we don't feel at our top, it doesn't, it should never affect our performance. Our performance should always be at a high level, regardless of the motivation to support it. Because motivation runs out. This, this, the work that we do emotionally and physically takes a toll on you. Even if you were to take out, you know, Hey, there's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot of things. If you take that out, there's still going to be the kick in the gut of those calls and the missing the birthday parties and all that kind of stuff. So those, there's always going to be a fight against motivation. I think one of the keys is program yourself to perform that way. When the motivation runs down, your performance doesn't go with it. And a lot of times we're linking the two together and I think that we could be doing a better job, and this is just my opinion, I think we could be doing a better job of going, let's pro program ourselves to perform and to a certain degree disassociate that to the motivation that it takes to do it. Because I'm telling you, uh, 
it's a it's a difficult job and i think everyone in the table would raise their hand if everyone in the country would raise their hand going are there political issues and issues that are dragging you down in the fire service in your department even if you're a volunteer and almost everybody would raise their hand and go yeah there's a lot of stuff going on so to move past that i'd say you know as a conversation if and just like we're having here if this is tabletop at the station it'd be like hey guys listen uh, uh guys and gals listen when the motivation runs out, that's no excuse for our performance to take a dive with it. Our right. performance stays up at a high level. We get off the couches. We go out there. We train. We prepare for that 9-11 day every single day. The days that you come in motivated and you're happy and all that kind of stuff. That's a plus Great. Day. That's a right. bonus day. Uh, but it's not going to affect my performance. It can't because there are families. There's firefighter families in everybody's district. There's military families in everybody's district everybody had the community the visitors the citizens that's who we're bound to protect that's what our performance dictates not our motivation and sometimes that may be motivation enough for an individual to go let's get up and go do some work yeah so chester i don't know if we've actually given you any uh, uh we don't actual give answers help yeah. or answers <laughs> but i do want to offer up that uh you know you've got my phone number because we've called okay. in um you know, if there's anything I can do uh, in the future, you know, to help you uh, with this or any other, you know, give me a call. Uh, no, Sandra, I appreciate it. You man. know, I mean, it's not it's not just about this podcast. So, uh, you know, and I'm sure the rest of the guys at the table uh, are feeling the same way. That, Absolutely. You know, anything that we can do to help somebody else uh, get through this, if we've got, if it's within our ability to do it, we're going to do it, you know. That's awesome. Right. That, yeah, I've actually been taking notes, so I've got I've got some plans now. All right. Well. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, keep us posted. Let us know. Uh, yeah. Let us know how it goes. You know that this whole process is a learning process for all of us. So sometimes you're going to throw stuff out there and say, "Hey, you know, get back to us." Hey, Trosh, you know what you said? I tried to apply it. You're an idiot. Don't ever tell anybody to do that again. <laughs> Perfectly good with that. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah, well, maybe they could, he could come ride with one of us, and they could see what you know. Maybe maybe something worse off, or you know, a little different than what he's used to, or something. Like that. That's not a bad idea at all. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the ride along, I don't think, but I don't, I don't think you necessarily have to reinforce that you've got it great where you I, are. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I mean, okay. right, I, I agree. Back going back to the whole getting outside your department sometimes really does open your eyes. Oh, Some things people absolutely. are a lot better on, on than your department. Sometimes it's a lot worse, and it yeah. makes you appreciate what you have a lot of times. I think. Yeah. It make it would worry me about losing people. Yeah. Oh, if they, <laughs> they went to another department, and they're like, "Hey, why don't I <laughs> yeah. just apply here?" <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, you know, every department's got problems. You know, if if you think it's that much better somewhere else, you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. You know, per- personally, I'm, I was the opposite. Like, yeah, there was problems, but instead of cut and run, you know, I, I'm more of a dig in type, and you know, hey, I'm young, I can stay motivated. And I'm not going away. We can change this. It's just going to take time. Well, you know, I'm not willing to give up on it. You know, I think I, we got some great people. We've got real talented people. If, uh, if nobody takes the time to try to fix the problems we have, then nothing's ever going to get any better. Well, that brings up a good point. Yeah. Uh, are you guys interested in taking leadership roles within your department to be that agent of change? I, I, I definitely am. Um, I, I'm not, I already kind of have the leadership role thing, but it's nothing official because it's the same thing. I go in on a Saturday if everybody's on the couch, but like, hey, quit being lazy. Let's get out here and do something. Let's right. pull hose or, you know, hey, 
So what but, do you want to do today? But you are doing what you know what we kind of talked about. You are affecting change where you can, and you sound motivated to to increase that that ability, you know, that sphere of influence so that you can affect more change and, and change the department even better ways. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of I mean, that's, don't get bogged down in the politics. I can't, I can't handle you know, or influence what happens on that side of the hallway. Because exactly. that, do- that door right there separates us from them. But the three of us go back to our station away from HQ. Let's go throw some ladders. Right. I don't care if it's two o'clock in the morning. If you want to go out here and, and crank the tools, that's what we'll go do. Come, come tell me if, if you ever want to do anything, let's do it. And that's when, you know, we started having the positivity. Right. Excellent. Well, a positive attitude is just as infectious as a negative attitude. So mm-hmm. if you can, you know, try to be that positive thing. Like well, actually, I don't remember which one of you it, it, it was in one of the older podcasts talking about getting sent to the airport station and how that made you look as a firefighter when you first came out of the recruit recruit school yeah and it was always the (laughs) let's go train you know and then eventually the the guys who were jaded and didn't care started getting off the couch and coming out there too yeah and i literally that's that is what started us to doing that and it worked you know we had a 10-year lieutenant who could really care less anymore and now he's one of the first ones like hey let's uh let's get everybody in from the outline stations and and tie some knots or or, or whatever if he's a listener you you may end up with some problems later on (laughs) <laughs> yeah well listen Chester, yeah, well, we, well i've got enough problems so what's one more <laughs> <laughs> i'm just letting you know well listen we really appreciate you calling in and asking the question and taking the time to talk with us today well i appreciate you guys thank y'all all appreciate right. it chester right. have an awesome day thanks mike right. thanks guys all right. Well, we really appreciate uh, mike chester calling in and uh giving us a question and allowing us to kind of chime in on how we think we uh, he might be able to help that individual in his department. And uh, we will be doing this again. So if you see it uh, pop up on our Facebook account that we're, uh, we're doing the uh, off-the-hook uh, call-ins, uh, shoot us a question, and uh, we might end up on a future podcast. Uh, definitely check out our website, www.combustiblethepodcast.com. And uh, we're on iTunes, Google, Amazon, just about anywhere that you can find a podcast. I think we've covered all those bases. So we appreciate you listening.